Hey everyone and welcome to my podcast. My name is Tawana, author, speaker, coach, and fitness instructor. I am simply here to inspire, encourage, and motivate you to pursue your God-given purpose by uniquely being you. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. I do pray that you are blessed and encouraged as we learn what it means to be graced and guided. Thank y'all so much for joining me on this week's episode. Um, y'all, if y'all noticed and y'all seen this week, I, or not this week, just this month, period, in February, I wanted to do something completely different than what I've done before with my podcast and just really explaining and really want y'all to see, first of all, we really out here living like this, like God is really raising up some amazing women, just people in general, that is really doing things his way. And I'm just grateful to have come across, come across some really amazing people. So today, y'all, I have a special guest that I'm so excited just for y'all to hear her story. To be honest, this will be my first time really hearing her story and kind of getting to know her. Um, I met her over um, the platform LinkedIn. I know most of y'all know if y'all listen to, you know, that business platform is like a um, social media for business people, but we kind of connected on there. And I've just seen she's, she's such a light. She has such a beautiful smile and such a beautiful spirit and people like that. I, I'm drawn to and when I'm drawn to that, I know it's something special about them and I don't take that lightly. So when I reached out to her, I'm just grateful, you know, she was able to, um, she's seen it and, you know, took the invitation. So y'all are in for a treat today, y'all. So Without further ado, y'all want to introduce y'all. She's a life coach, and what she does, she ex- like she explains, she's passionate about helping people feel less broken. Like, if that ain't a woman of God, I don't know what it is, because you can only be able to express yourself. You can only help somebody when you know what that feels like, and for you to want to help other people, that means you got a story to tell, and you can be, empath- you know, empathize with what other people is going through. So, y'all, let me just introduce y'all to my special guest on today, Miss Naja Dunn. How yes. you doing, sis? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for every thing that you have said about me. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, thank you for reaching out and inviting me on your show. Definitely, definitely. With again, thank you um for joining on. And like I said, we just wanna, like I told y'all, um, if y'all heard my other one when I talked to Miss Tiffany a couple weeks ago, y'all just gonna hear a girl. We just gonna have a conversation, okay? Y'all gonna <laughs> get in on this girl talk and we just gonna talk and I'm gonna ask her questions and sis feel free to share as much as you would like or whatever you would like to share. Um, Because at the end, like I said, we want to glorify the Lord and just let y'all know and let people know that God is when you put God first in everything that you do, you have no choice but to succeed and be blessed by everything that the Lord does. Amen. 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 So to just start off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, um, and just kind of how you, you know, your when did you, you know, come into the knowledge of walking with the Lord? Yeah, so um, I am from New Jersey. Um, I reside in a VA right now, but um, I lived in Jersey my entire life um, and moved about three years ago. Um, I'm one of seven children um, and a little bit about like career background. I worked in HR for six years and then I uh, ventured over into the tech space. Um, kind of did that just so it could be uh, more financially uh, secure for me. And um, get me more along the lines of getting back to uh, being a therapist. Um, I, even though I'm one of seven children, uh, they kind of treat me like I'm the oldest, even though I'm a middle child. Um, but having said that, my mom 
I kind of, I grew up in church, so I'm a church kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been uh, going to church since I can remember, baptized at three, <laughs> or christened, I wow. guess you call it christened at three years old. And um, so my mom took me when I was younger, but then when she stopped going, um, I just always had an unction in the pool still to go. So I just found other family members that went to church and I just went to church with them. Um, and I did like choir and like praise and worship and ushering and I did everything. Youth grew everything. Like I was in every single thing. Um, and so, yeah, but I've chose to walk with God for myself when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had, uh, ended up going to rehab and she got out and she went to this church and she just was a different person. And I was just like, okay, well show me what church you're going to. And I started to go to church with her and it was there where I found, um, my true relationship with God, not because I was raised in it, not because, you know, I just thought it was great to go and to serve and things like that. Like I really built my relationship with God. I still was on the milk and I ended up getting more on the meat when, um, when I had left that church, maybe in my early twenties. Um, mm-hmm. and so my relationship with God has continuously grown and still is growing and it's, it's going to forever grow. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, I was, I was a church kid, so I grew up in the church. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so okay, middle child, because I'm a middle <laughs> child. <laughs> we, yes. We're different. We're different. <laughs> Listen, they, look, I grew up when I was growing up. It was a lady. She was older than me. She was a middle child. And she literally had my and the name for me was Hey, hard to be the middle child. Like, that was my name. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're different. We're built different. I understand. <laughs> you not a middle child, baby. We are a different type of breed. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> So look, okay, so that's awesome. So so when you was 15, that was like really when you decided that I'm going to serve the Lord. But like you said, you were still on milk, so you wasn't right. Like your foundation mm-hmm. wasn't probably as solid as it is today. When like did something happen um, within like your adulthood that was like, okay, this shift is like I'm going all in. Like there's no playing around. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, where you, where you, Although at 15, I'm you made the decision, but was there something that happened or you just, you know, desired to get closer to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like did something happen or or was it like a certain time where that happened? Yeah. So I so when I was 15, when I decided for myself, I was going to a church, but it was more um legalistic, so to speak. So mm-hmm. everything that I knew was more so of what we should and should not do right um and never really explaining why and not really knowing to still have my own relationship with God like I was doing things because I I was taught that if I did them then that meant I was good in God's sight if that makes mm-hmm. sense yes so ma'am. I will not you know shame that that air that that time in my life um, because I will say that that grew my dedication to God because I was really cutting everything because I just wanted to be right in his eyes. And so that just, that taught me discipline. So I'm not going to say that that wasn't a good era, but I will say that it was more so, um, performance based, but I will say that it pushed me to be dedicated to my walk. And, um, one Sunday I had missed church or I think I was going to be late. So I say, I don't want to walk into church late. So I called my aunt and I was like, what's the name of the church you went to that, you know, that's, you know, they have a second service at 12. And she told me the name of it. I went there and I never went back to my old church. Like mm. when I say that and he's my old pastor now, Darius Daniels um, from Change Church. When I say 
that the way he preached and explained the word was deeper than I had ever known before. And it pushed me to try to know the word, not just by reading it and understanding what's going on, but reading between the lines and getting a deeper revelation of what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started to have a deeper connection because I'm like, not only do I know what I'm reading, but I can relate it to myself. I can relate it to others. I can see it happening in front of me um, because God had opened my eyes. And so I had never, I never went back to my old church, but I, like I said, I will never say that that wasn't a good time, you know, or, or wasn't beneficial to me because it was, it, it started my dedication to my walk. Um, and so I would just say that there, when I say on the milk, I mean, like, that's just keeping the law and stuff like that. But when I say being on the meat, it's like, you know, more than that. Like, you know, you have a real relationship with God and you see Jesus as your ex- example. So you're living that out, not just being performance. Like, I'm just not going to do this, not going to do that so that, you know, I'm good today <laughs> type right. thing. But more so saying, like, if I fall, I know that God already forgave me and I got to get back up and still walk faithful. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it right. was more so like that. The shift was just me understanding the word um, and giving me a better connection with God. Right. Amen. And so yeah. just I just want you to know it ain't you saying what you're saying. You're not you're not neglecting that part of your life because I was yeah. too. I had to. I was at a season with the same thing, legalistic, and I was doing everything right by the book, but there was no real, for me, it was like, it, it, I love the Lord. I was walking with the Lord, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of church. It was mm-hmm. a lot of religion. It was a lot of do this and do that. But there right. was, like you said, there was no true revelation and real, um, you know, conviction in the sense it was more of a fear of man right. than a fear of God. Mm-hmm. So when I came myself, when I came out of that season and I, you know, I stumbled a bit coming out of it because now I'm like, I'm seeing God for myself. So I'm able to, you know, make my own mistakes without the the fear of man. And I experienced grace in a, in a way that I never experienced it mm-hmm. because God was, you know what I'm saying? God was the conviction and, and instead of a church. So I, I completely understand what you're yes. saying and I know the, the shift. You know, so I just want to encourage you, like, even though, you know, I know it happened, don't you're not at all neglecting that part. But that mm-hmm. is a, a season in your life where you elevated, you know, right to another level in Christ. And I think that's just key for everybody to get to that place for all of us to get to that place in the Lord where we're walking with him out of conviction of him mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit, not from people. Exactly. You yeah. know, so I wanted to go into that first because I want people to understand. Listen, y'all, I want y'all to understand we're not talk. I don't come on here and do this podcast for show for entertainment, but to, for y'all to really know, like we are bought blood sanctified by Christ. We're not perfect, but we are truly walking this thing out. It's been a journey, you know. Nothing yeah. about it have been. We just wake up yesterday and decide to start talking about this or decide. No, this is a true conviction walk. This is true something. Yes. A real relationship with Christ, and it's because of who he is, what he's done in our life that we can stand and even testify of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, sis, I want to get into it. So this is about us really talking about relation, doing, first of all, doing relationships God's way Mm -hmm. and really seeking him in this area of our lives. So if you want to go, like I say, you can share as much as you like, Mm -hmm. just where do you stand in that? Because if I'm not mistaken, you are single, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so with that, where did 
your like I don't know if it was like a past relationship or when did you come to a place that you're like I'm waiting Mm -hmm. on the Lord and these are the reasons why or is this something you've always been you are you know you've always waited um yeah I think that um this probably started around 2017 um I had came across this um pray for your future spouse challenge and Mm -hmm. um and I had, it was like a five-day challenge, and it talked about, like, you know, praying for their vision, pay, praying, you know, for their issues with lust, praying for, you know, their relationship with God, their heart issue, like, stuff like that. So every day was a different theme. And I came across it, and I joined this, and I mean, it was thousands and thousands of Christians on there mm-hmm. uh, doing this. We was all in the Facebook group or whatever, and I had gang connections, both men and women, um, that are still friends to this day, but... Um, that kind of started my whole walk with being very intentional um, about my dating life and making sure God is leading that. Because um, prior to, I had like ups and downs with, I guess, dating. Um, and I had experienced like something very traumatic when I was younger. And it showed up in the the areas in which I was dating. And so when I came across that, it gave me a different outlook. I ended up doing their university where it's called the one university. But um, instead of them telling you how to get the one, it tells you how to be the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, and so that started my journey of just not just waiting, but also just allowing God to lead that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And so I did have relationships throughout, you know, the years, but um, I always had a standard of knowing what I was looking for. And I think that that came when I understood where I was going and what my purpose was, because Mm. when you don't know that, you'll attach yourself to anybody Mm. and not everybody is graced to cover you and to walk with you um, and where you're going. And so... um, and so say, that, say that again <laughs> for the ones in the back, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you have to definitely know what your purpose is or have mm-hmm. an unction of it. Ask God, to be honest. Just ask God to reveal it to you or reveal something to you so you know where you're going. You know what your gifts are. Um, so Because everyone is not graced to be with you, to cover you during those seasons. And up until you actually walk into that. Um, because every relationship is it's it's an it's a vehicle it's it's escorting you somewhere and so if you know where you're going but you're with someone else and for us for us women it's even harder because we're called to submit and to be led by our husbands and so that's even worse for us if we Mm. choose somebody that's not going to lead us in a direction that god has called us to go Mm. And so, um, and so for me, I just started to look at that differently. Um, I started to only connect myself with people who were really serious about their walk with Christ that could feed me and I can feed them as well, that could correct me and that could help me grow and vice versa. And so sometimes those relationships still don't work out, <laughs> which mm. is fine. Right. Um, but you'll walk away feeling less broken than you would if you was with somebody who do not see Christ as you see Christ in the first place. So that's when my journey kind of started with that. Um, and right now I am, I'm single, but I'm not dating because last year I was in a courtship and it didn't work out because 
um, they weren't, they weren't, they didn't even start their healing journey. <laughs> so, um, and that didn't come out until probably like eight months of um, us courting. And it's okay. Like we walked away friends. Like we're not, you know, we're not like friends, like we gonna call each other, but right. uh, we walked away not being like depressed and down in the dumps. It was just like a mutual, like, yeah, this is not the time for this. Um, so this year, year 30, I just turned 30. <laughs> and this uh-huh. year, <laughs> this year is, I'm more focused on what, what God called me to do than I am um, being a wife. Not saying that it can't happen, but that's just not my focus at the time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Listen, listen. Listen. <laughs> when you ain't saying nothing that's foreign because i'm yeah. on the same journey listen you said two very powerful things and i'm about to highlight real quick first thing you said when you don't know your purpose you will attach yourself to anything did y'all hear that if y'all have heard nothing i have been saying on this podcast purpose 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 when you know who you are and you know where you are going you make decisions that are intentional you make decisions that are purposeful okay did y'all hear when she said that like i don't i'm telling y'all i'm not just be talking to be talking y'all gotta understand that it is vital because when you don't know who you are when you don't know where you're going when you have no idea what tomorrow holds for you anything goes you are game to anything and that's when you're going to find yourself in some very bad situations mm-hmm. been there done that like I, I know I'm not it's, this is out of experience that I speak that yep. I found myself in a very bad situation because I wasn't you know really true in what I was walking in and really purposeful I thought I was but I wasn't very you know unhealed in certain areas and that's another thing you said you said this, whoever, you know, the person you were talking to hadn't even started their healing journey. Mm. Baby, if you have not got with somebody or is talking to somebody, first of all, who knows, who can say, yes, I have been healing. I've been working on myself. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this with myself. If they're not, because we all need to do that. It's, it's not something that you can grow up and say, oh, well, you know, I'm a just, I'm okay. No, you don't know mm-hmm. you're Okay. <laughs> until you start walking with God and right. he starts showing you you. Mm, till he start revealing you who you are, you are not okay. And it's definitely not okay to bring somebody else into that mm-hmm. because you would not know how to handle that. Exactly. You wouldn't know how to take care of them because you don't know how to take care of yourself. Mm. So mm-hmm. getting your healing, getting your like, sis, I've been healing. It's been almost two years that I've kind of come out of this last relationship I was in, which was a marriage coming out of that but I'm still healing Mm -hmm. from that situation and still on my journey like I'm a lot better than I was a year ago but I know how important that is and Mm -hmm. again y'all healing comes in so many forms it comes through Mm -hmm. prayer it comes with surrounding yourself with a body of believers therapy if you need um like say she's a life coach you need a coach I'm a life coach as well I'm more like a I consider myself a purpose coach um but we kind of more in the similar field like there's Mm -hmm. plenty people out here that can help you and speak with you um, on things that you may need, you know, help with. So you're not by yourself. Right. Okay. But it's very important for you to um, get that healing before you entertain anything in anybody. Amen. Amen. Um, so sis, so just um, 
um because we're gonna wrap it up in a little bit when it comes to so i know in your your relationship you say you know you're waiting like you said you're not even in position right now that you're seeking or even trying to date because your focus is completely different and we know of course if god opens that door and brings mm -hmm. that person amen you know but it definitely has to be the lord and i think you're even speaking on the fact that knowing where you are, you know what you're looking for, you know what mm -hmm. you're not going to deal with, not going to tolerate. Speak about just some of those standards that yeah. you have for yourself and what you're looking for or even seeking and not seeking in the fact that you're looking, but more mm -hmm. what you know, what you what, what represents a man of God that will try, you know, that wants to pursue you. Like, what do you, what is the standard and what do you know you're looking for in a person? Yeah, so I'll say this, um, because I know I'm supposed to be serving um, people in general at the capacity of um, therapy, I know that I attract people who need help, who need healing. And so I think that I've moved to a space where I don't compartmentalize my gift with my dating life because those are still people too. And I can still attract people even romantically who also need my gifts that I should not be dating that are assignments for me. Hmm. And so that's something that I have been um, keeping in my back pocket because the people that I'm supposed to pursue or see how this could work out are not going to be distractions. And so for me, that's one of the things is that they are, they're one they're very serious with their walk with God because I can't allow someone to lead me astray or anywhere else um and I need I need to know that they're submitted to God like whatever they don't give up or sacrifice for God they're not doing for you it's not gonna happen mm. um because the way you treat people shows the truth of your relationship with God if I feel like you know what I don't trust nobody you probably have a issue with trust with God if you if you feel like nobody could correct me you probably don't like when God corrects you you know so that shows you know your relationship with people is going to show your relationship with God um another thing is someone who is willing to wait until marriage and that's very rare but I will say that I know a lot of brothers out here who are doing that hmm. you know um and even if they fall, they're getting back up and saying, like, I'm still going to do this, you know? So I know people out there. And I used to think, nobody's doing that. Mm. And so I'm, and, and I had to tell God, I, I said, God, you have to show me that there's men out here who really love you, <laughs> who really want to wait, who really, you know what I'm saying? Like, who really want to be husbands, who knows what leadership looks like. I said, you have to show me or else I'm done with it. And God really showed me. And now some guys, that they're, they're, of course, they are my brothers in Christ. But I'm like, God showed me that this is real. This is out there. It's, but that's real, though. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a real concern. It's a real issue because yeah. we don't see it as much as we see what we see out here with mm -hmm. the world and how they do relationships. So just just even touching that, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. how long have you been walking in that, that waiting period as far as like... um. Um, like abstaining and stuff like that. And why is that so important to you? Just even, not even just the biblical side, but just in general, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, why is that so important to you? So I will say I've been on an abstinence journey since 2017. Um, but 
again, I'm not perfect and I didn't fail <laughs> from 2017 till now. Like I've had moments where right. might not have gone all the way, but I've done some things because it's easy to mm-hmm. abstain when you ain't in a relationship. Correct. But once you're in a relationship, it gets a lot harder. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. It gets a lot harder. <laughs> um, so I've had my moments uh, over the past years. Um, but like I said, I, I never say, you know what? Well, since I've done it, let me just continue doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, I'm going to still rededicate myself to this journey. Um, but it's important mm-hmm. to me because um, I... I look at it like this. Before I'm a wife, I'm already a wife. I'm a wife of Christ. And so for one, I got to look at it like I'm respecting him and being dedicated to him because it what you do when you're single, show it's going to show up in your relationship too. You don't just wake up the next day and say, "Well, I'm in a relationship. I'm just going to stop all this stuff." You got to already practice that. You know, when you when people playing in sports and they practice, they say how you practice is how you're going to play in the game, which is true. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's it's good to practice that because one, you're 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 building greater habits for when you are with someone. Um, if you're faithful to God, then you'll it'll be easier for you to be faithful to someone else. Secondly, um, connecting yourself to other people is just picking up all these different spirits. Mm. Um, I don't know if like you remember like when you was little. And you start, you know, liking some boy or something like that. And your mom was like, ever since you like that boy, you start acting like this. Right. <laughs> you pick up the spirit of people that are around you. Mm. And I really believe that that transfers when you're having uh, relations with other people. Um, and then lastly, I think that is important to me because um, you get to know the person and know if you really like them, if you hold out, like if you hold out. And y'all just spending all this time together and stuff like that. It doesn't cloud. It's, your judgment is not clouded. Once that happens, your judgment is clouded. And now you're just so in love and you see, you just, you can't see nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, the red flags look orange to you. Orange, your fav- favorite color at this point. Baby, baby. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> it's your favorite color. <laughs> you're wearing it every day. And, um, and I, I feel like when you, when you uh, abstain, you're able to, see if you really really like this person without that um and 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 if it don't work out you walk away from if it feels like a friendship because you 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 know y'all ain't really joined together nothing like that y'all still two individuals and so um it's easier to to let go of a relationship as well so for me it's important and also important for me to see that in another person because now I know that they have discipline I know that they can hold themselves. And so if they could do that with me, then if we're together, there is a good chance that they'll be able to do that when they are tempted with uh, other things. Amen. Yeah. So look, first of all, congratulations, okay? (laughs) Because (laughs) it's just the fact that you are willing to and have a desire to. And also... The Bible says in Romans 8 and 1, therefore, there is no now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. no matter how many times we fall, we know because we are not condemned. We live by the Holy the Spirit of the Holy Spirit. We live Amen. by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So even when you mess up, even when you fall, you get right back up. Dust yourself, Lord, forgive me. We mm-hmm. move forward. So there is now no condemnation. When you live in condemnation, and this is just for somebody, regardless of what, what you're doing in life, when you are walking with Christ, when you have submitted your life to the Lord, God is not expecting perfection. If that was the case, we would not even, why, why would we need Jesus? 
Amen. That's the whole purpose of Jesus dying is so that we can come Mm -hmm. back, Lord, forgive me and repent. Amen. So you're, this is not about being perfect. This is not walk about walking to perfection. This is not about we are never going to fall because, no, that's that's just not even reality. Right. We are still human. We still have real temptations. We mm-hmm. still have real, um, you know, issues and stuff that mm-hmm. we go through. But at the end of the day, it's learning, first of all, who you are in Christ. And when you know that, Lord, okay, if I did this or this happened and I fell here, Lord, forgive me. I can move forward. You learn to ask for forgiveness, move mm-hmm. on, and dust yourself off and not live under the mm-hmm. condemnation of what the enemy wants is to keep you condemned in your sin. But when you know who you are as a daughter in Christ, as a son in Christ, you know who you are in him and you're able to pick yourself up and keep moving. Amen. So at the end of the day, y'all, at the end of the day, and and, and sis, thank you for just sharing your story. Yeah. At the end of it, y'all, remember that we are saved by grace. His Amen. mercies is new every morning. Every so morning. no matter how many times you fall, no matter whatever, as long as your intentions are pure and you desire to walk in the Lord, you get yourself up. I don't care what happened last night. I don't care mm-hmm. what happened 10 minutes ago. It exactly. was in the past. You get up, you dust yourself up, ask the Lord to forgive you, repent, and you continue to walk on this journey. Because just as much as you may not feel that what you're doing is important, somebody else is looking up to you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is watching you. Somebody else is trying to see, man, if she can make it, I can make it. Or if he did it, maybe I can do it. We are all here to be examples mm-hmm. of Christ and a walk with him in a way that the world can look at and desire that's the that that's that's what the the goal of us the goal is this this is is to be examples to win souls for Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, sis, just on the last note, is there anything that you would like to say or any last words, or if you don't mind just sharing to maybe say a single woman that may just be in a situation where, like for you, I don't know what really happened for you to come out of your situation last year, but you realize, okay, this is not it. What if there's somebody that may be in a relationship and they may feel like they know it's not God, they know this is not it, but they don't really know how to walk away and kind of release that situation. What advice can you give to somebody that's maybe trying to come out of something and just need some encouragement or some help coming out? Well, for starters, if you listen to this, this is your, (laughs) this is your, uh, your sign to do so now. Um, I've been in relationships where I really like the person, we look good together, you know, we get along well and all this stuff like that. And I really want it to work. But I will say this, you got to think back on the times that God came through for you when you thought you knew what was best and you was like, wow, God had way better. You're thinking, mm-hmm. you got to think about the person, you got to think about God and who he is, Right. He created you. And I always say, like, to understand the creation, which is you, you have to go back to the creator. When you open up a package and you got to put something together, you read the directions, the warning label, all that stuff like that. God was the creator. So he knows everything about you. So for you to think in your mind that this is the best, that, that's what you got to ask yourself. Is this, the, is this the best that God can do for me? Mm. You got to think about how you see God and how you see your life. For me, I have a different view of attachment to people because I know that if I give it to God, it's going to be way better than I thought. 
And he has shown up in different areas of my life where that has happened. It's hard, yes, to let go because as humans, we have that nature of wanting to hold on to something and control something. But when you release it, trust and believe. It might hurt a little bit because we're human. We're going to have that. But after a while, you start to understand and you ask God. You, first of all, you ask God to help you release that, release control of that situation. But then after that, you ask God also, what do you want me to do next? What do you see? Ask him for a glimpse. What do you see in my future? Because when you have clarity on that, then it allows you to, to have that faith, right? That's the vision that God gives you. But when you ask yourself, like I said, when you ask yourself, is this the best that God can do for me? When you know that it ain't because that's your best. And if you're saying that your best is equal to God's best, then that's a whole nother thing. But just ask yourself, if nothing changed after today, like if I had to deal with this person for the rest of my life at the same, you know, at the, as they are right now, would I be okay with this? No changing, no potential. We're not talking about potential because potential is, it's, it's nothing really. The, the word says that we will we will see their fruit so fruit is potential in action but if you don't see no fruit from that then you're just working off potential and that might not come into fruition so not potential they this person if you look at this person and say if they never change for the rest of my life would i be okay with this if the answer is no you got to release that because god got better mm. Listen, I'm not going to go behind that and say nothing else. Because at that point, you know, since everything you just said, that just reminded me of that uh, meme or that little picture you see where that's a little kid have a little teddy yes. bear. And God is asking him to give me the teddy bear. And mm-hmm. he, you don't, the little, the kid, the little kid don't see the, 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 you know, what God got in his hand. All he sees is God asking for the little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. But he don't know God got a big old teddy bear. 20,000 times bigger than a small one he got in his hand and if he just released the little teddy bear this big old teddy bear that would just make you know it's like oh wow I didn't know you can do something exactly and it's like we think what we have is the best but if it's not (laughs) I'm sorry no go ahead oh I'm so sorry because this just came up in my spirit Another thing is you have to look at your own self, too, because it's not just about letting that person go. But when you walk in obedience and in sacrifice, when you worship God and not just because people think worship is just praise and worship and you turn on your good music. No, worship is a lifestyle. That means you are doing God first principle in every area of your life. So if you say that you walk with Christ, God wants you to give up the things that you love sometimes, too. Sometimes we okay with God, I give you stress. I give you anxiety. I give you this. I give you that. The things that you want to give up, right? That of course, of course you want to give those things away. But sometimes God asks you for things that you love. Mm-hmm. And he just want to see if you love him more than you love that. If you think about the story, um, was that Abraham where he had to go take his son up? Mm-hmm. He loved his son. He said, God, you promised me this son. And now I got to give it back to you. And they're like, I mean, do you love me? <laughs> do you love me? Are you really faithful to me? And he was faithful and God provided. 
Jehovah mm-hmm. Jireh, Jireh, God, the Lord will provide. Just have that in your head. The Lord will provide. Give it away. Mm-hmm. The Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's another thing, too, talking about giving up what you love. Because he said, I'm a jealous guy. There should mm-hmm. be no other before me. So when you start idolizing, mm-hmm. yes, you are now in idolatry. So, yes, the things that he's telling you to give up is because it may, you, may just, you may just be worshiping mm-hmm. something other than your true and living God. And he's testing you. Yeah. So don't don't anything that you cannot give up. You, baby, don't don't ever be in that position where you don't want to let something go. For the sake of, you know, God is telling you because mm-hmm. now you're walking in idolatry and that's witchcraft. That's a whole child. That's a whole nother I, I said, I can't say too much because we're going to be on this forever. Listen, <laughs> listen, that's a whole nother topic. That's what maybe we talk about another day. But right. Listen, anyways, y'all, sis, thank you so very much. You have dropped some amazing gems and nuggets on this um, episode. And I mm-hmm. hope y'all listen to everything she said. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I'll, um, you know, just for speaking with us, y'all, make sure y'all go back and listen. Please share this with somebody. Okay. You don't know what people is going through. You don't know what somebody may need to hear. And just something that may just, somebody just may need to be encouraged right now. Need to know, first of all, they're not alone. They need to know that God is, God still loves them no matter how many times you fall. Somebody may just need to hear this message. And I'm going to ask that you share it to somebody. Let somebody know that, listen, there is women out here. There's men of God. There is people out here really following what the Lord telling them to do again. I've y'all listened to, if y'all go back and listen to my podcast and just what I talk about, I'll never preach or never talk about perfection. It's never about trying to be perfect. It is about just right standing with God and desiring to do the right thing. And as you desire, God will cleanse you. He will wipe you off. He will perfect your steps. He will make the crooked path straight. Mm-hmm. Give him your dirtiness. Give him your ugliness. Give him your past. There, there's no point of coming to him clean or quote unquote, if you think you're clean, like that's not, what do you need him for at that point? He wants everything you come with. You're mm-hmm. messing off. So don't be condemned. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you have been in a season where you may have failed for whatever reason, and you are trying to get back on your path with the Lord in this journey, I'm going to ask you to dust yourself off, trust in the Lord in this season and ask him to be with you. Sis, if you don't mind to give us a quick word of prayer over everyone that may be listening and we're going to end on that note. Yes. Lord God, we first thank you for even bringing me and Tawana together. I thank you, Lord God, for leading us in the things that we said. We pray, Lord God, that this will reach someone who needs this word. Um, I don't care if it's this week, next week, or whenever, but I pray that this word reaches the person that um, who needs this, who needs this word. I pray, Lord God, for everybody that's listening, whatever they're dealing with right now, Lord, I pray that you will comfort them, that you will give them direction, and that you will just place your spirit in them to lead and guide them in everything that they do. We thank you, Lord, and we pray, Lord God, that you continue to keep your hand over our lives and help us to be open and receptive to your love so that we can love others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. Thank y'all again for tuning in. Make sure y'all share this, and I'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. Peace. 
All right. Thank y'all so much for listening in. Listen, if you get a chance, check out my social media on Facebook. I'm Tawana Talia. On my Instagram, I'm Tawana Motivates. And I also have fitness pages. So I have Instagram, Extreme Hip Hop with Tawana, and also Facebook, Extreme Hip Hop with Tawana. Any of those pages, check my link, um, the bio in my link, and you're able to see everything else I have going on. I have a lot going on this year. So make sure you click one of the links and get the information. Thank y'all so much for listening in. And I will talk to y'all soon. Peace.